This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Tis the season where many of us vow to improve our health and get more active. The sign-up promotions at gym chains are tempting, only $9.95 a month. And we're amped to hit the treadmill and do some pull-ups. But the big gyms are often crowded, and the promotion might be tied to a contract that you can never cancel, or worse, the gym is just uncomfortable or unsafe. Fortunately, there are some alternatives here in Chicago to the typical big box gyms. Joining us now is Annie Padrid, owner of The Space, a gym in Hyde Park. Welcome to Reset, Annie. Thank you, Sasha. I'm so happy to be here. Also with us, Alex Kumi, co-owner of Paramount Fitness and Personal Training in Logan Square. Great to have you, Alex. Matt, great to be here. And here in studio, Jake Goldstein, co-owner of The Gym Pod in West Loop. Great to have you, Jake. Thanks for having me on, Sasha. And we want to hear from you, too. Have you run into issues with working out at a chain gym? Has it been difficult to get active? Are you struggling to just find a place that you love? Call us now at 866-915-WBEZ. Again, you can join the conversation at 866-915-WBEZ. Annie, tell us about the space and, and why you wanted to open that independent gym. So I was a trainer for about seven years at our local Bally Sports Club in Hyde Park. And the first thing that they tried to teach me was not um, how the rotator cuff functions or how the knee joint moves. It was basically how to be a car salesperson. And the idea for me that somebody's body could be treated like a number um, really uh, was difficult for me. Um, mm-hmm. And it was sort of all about the contract and the dollar signs and how much you know you were able to sell every month. And, and as far as I'm concerned, um, that's not really the way that fitness is supposed to be approached. Um, you know, and it sounds cliche, but, but it's just not. So, um, I sort of, I used it, I I guess as a watering hole. Um, and for like the next seven years, I essentially took every class I could get my hands on. Mm -hmm. Um, I learned about, you know, cold calling and what that looks like and is it effective and efficient. And, and I just sort of honed my skills. Um, I loved being in the gym. I loved fitness. I played soccer at the university of Michigan. I love the weightlifting program there. And, um, in 2011 in November, um, we got a call that LA fitness was going to buy us out and they were essentially going to cut our pay by like, like, I don't know, like 78 or 79%. And I just, in my head, I was like, well, I'm going to have to give up my condo and my car. Like, this isn't going to work for me. So I called my brother who's in finance and I was like, help. I need all the help (laughs) I can get put together an Excel spreadsheet for me. This is what I make every month with my clients. If every single one of them comes with me, how much money do I have to, to do this? So he did. I basically spent all of Thanksgiving that year hysterically crying in a fit of anxiety And he put together this sheet for me and I had a very specific number and I took it to the commercial real estate guy um, in in Hyde Park who runs, you know, basically all of Mac properties. And I said, this is how much money I have. How do I get a space and how do I open my own gym? Mm -hmm. And through negotiations, et cetera, we were like off and running in the next six weeks. The rest is history. Alex, same question to you. Uh, yeah, for me, I think um, I started out uh, here in Chicagoland uh, running a mobile business. So I was actually, you know, initially kind of driving around to people's homes or offices or parks when uh, when my business first started. Um, and then my business partner and wife uh, joined me after doing that for a few years. We opened our first uh, physical location uh, here in the Logan Square area. And it was really just um, uh, piggybacking, uh, me piggybacking on the, the previous statement is really just kind of create a, uh, a warm and open environment that was more customized and personalized than what I had seen, um, you know, previously working at a big box gym. Um, yeah. We've grown and expanded here in Logan Square and have kind of a gym space that people can use on their own, as well as do personal training or some classes. And I think as we grow, 
our biggest thing is kind of how do we meet people where they're at versus like a one size fits all and make sure it's a warm and welcoming space yeah. um, where they can kind of be comfortable, you know, no matter what their previous experience is, you know, in, in the gym. So yeah. Um, I love that. Meet people where they're at. So, Jake, over to you. The gym pod, that's also this uh, different approach to to the typical gym. Tell us how the gym pod works and how you came up with that idea. Yeah, absolutely. So I will be honest. I'm a fitness transplant. um, I've been in and out of gyms my entire life. I was a a big swimmer growing up. I ended up swimming for Yale um, after school, you know, still into fitness. But but my career is mostly focused, believe it or not, on Wall Street. I was an investment banker. I was in the hedge fund world. I left all of that behind very, very gladly to come over to the fitness world. Okay. Um, where about two years ago, I um, launched these shipping container gyms. So think 320 square foot modular gyms uh, right in Fulton Market. And the premise was simple. I mean, yes, there were the pandemic tailwinds of you know having access to your own space, but it was much, much more than that. There was a clear issue for me uh, in my fitness journey and you know being in gyms my whole life that um, you know, there was a privacy element, wanting your own space, reliability, wanting to come in and really uh, hone your own workout that you could rely on having a squat, you know, a squat rack or a bench press and not have to switch out your, you know, leg workout for chest that day just because some, you know, some some yeah. sweaty guy was hogging up the bench. <laughs> so um, I went out and I launched these uh, 320 square foot modular shipping container gyms, uh, ran it for about two years, and, and it got to the point where we were thinking about scale and it made a lot of sense for us to uh, actually, because again, this was under my own brand, which mm-hmm. was not the Gym Pod at the time, uh, to actually sell to the Gym Pod, uh, who was expanding into the U.S. because they've got tons and tons of pod growth internationally. We could talk about that, um, but their their technology and their t- and the tech enablement of the entire uh, online to offline booking process made a lot of sense, and it paired nicely with our modular concept. So now yeah. we're fully operating under the Gym Pod. Interesting. And so, Annie, if you had to sum it up for us, what would you say makes your gym different from others? I I think, honestly, it's just the way that you feel when you walk in. I mean, you know, we we sort of moved from um, a very wealthy area in Hyde Park, um, predominantly white, to what used to be, I guess, eight to 10 years ago was considered the color line in um, on the south side of Chicago. Um, and during the pandemic, when, you know, it basically became super trendy to be racist, um, I, I looked at my husband, who's a black man, we have a, have a biracial daughter. And I said, you know, the only thing that I know about <laughs> the only thing that I really know well, at least in my own humble opinion, mm-hmm. is fitness. And fitness is supposed to be universal. It's not just supposed to be for rich people, um, at least done well. Yeah. And so I, I said, I think we need to <laughs> we need to make a little change, which, which ultimately was a huge change. So um, we moved over to 47th and Drexel. Um, and we made it accessible for essentially everybody. We didn't change the standards. We we didn't we ch- we didn't even really change you know much about it except size. Um, we scaled it so now it's about fifteen thousand square feet as opposed to about seven thousand, which is w- what we were prior. Um, and we made it a place that people can literally walk in and just sort of take a deep breath and feel like whatever they need to do or say that day is completely acceptable. Um, the idea is you know if if weight loss and those kinds of things is something that you're 
interested in, of course, that's something we can help you with. But ultimately, those are sort of like nice little side effects. If it's something that you want, um, ultimately, it's do you leave the gym feeling better than when you walked in? Mm -hmm. And did we help you to get there? Yeah. Well, we asked folks uh, as we were preparing for this uh, to to send us voicemails about any gym horror stories that they might have. I want to play one that we got from a caller who signed up for a gym contract and for a personal trainer at a big gym. We did like a little assessment and then we did uh, exercises for like a couple weeks and then one week he just didn't show up and I'm like okay something happened I tried calling him didn't pick up the phone and so I called to talk to the gym people and they're like oh yeah he had a little disagreement with the owner of the gym and I was like okay this is interesting I wait again and I think I waited for about another month I got a new personal trainer and then I met up with him and for another assessment then worked out once and then after that week he was gone. Um, this is now personal trainer number three and then this one uh, we again do the assessment and then uh, we work out a couple times and then uh, he texts me out of the blue and says oh by the way I've been let go. Yeah. Does this story surprise you at all Alex? Um, unfortunately, no. I hear a lot of uh, a lot of horror stories, you know, as people are coming into kind of our space looking for something different. So uh, it's it's unfortunate that you know what the fitness industry is has done and kind of how much money is a driving factor versus helping people being the driving factor. Mm-hmm. Jake, a lot of folks are um, intimidated by by going to the gym, especially when it comes to approaching the, the, the weightlifting section. Um, and by a lot of folks, I mean me. Uh, so so why do you think that is, first of all, and, and how do the pods help? Yeah, for sure. And if I can, I, I do just want to address sort of the previous topic. The, the trainer switch? Yeah. So <laughs> hot take here, but, you know, um, look, big box gyms use trainers and personal training as profit centers. And the entire economic model of a big box gym is broken and flawed. It is fundamentally designed to keep trainers earning $60,000 a year. When gyms set the rates of trainers and take percentages and tell you how many people you need to train a week and at what price, you're not in control of your economic destiny. Mm. So what we do at the gym pod is, you know, we, we fully allow you to consume what you want as a trainer. If you want to come be an independent trainer, charge your rate, we will gladly let you rent the space, and we hope that you're charging four or $500. And we're not taking a percentage. We're charging you for the space rental. And I think that you know, part of why uh, this whole concept started was just to empower the personal trainer to come in, um, be in charge of their own business, and have a place where they feel safe to, to grow their own business um, mm-hmm. and succeed economically. Um, but with respect to your 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 quote you can see I'm very very passionate about oh, no, that. Oh no, I love this. I love this. Yeah. I mean and, and I was asking you about just that intimidation piece, yeah. right? And how the pods can help with that. Because yeah, that's so, that's part of what holds some people back. Yeah. There, there are lots of statistics out there about body consciousness and that being a huge hurdle for people getting into the gym um, and wanting to start their fitness journey. And I mean it's just a fact of life, right? And part of what we want to do, uh, what we're doing with the gym pod is when you book a private you know, modular space for yourself where you can listen to your own music, you can run on the treadmill, you don't have to worry about all these creepy people, you know, sending looks your way, you can just focus on your fitness journey. Um, It empowers you to stay committed. And, you know, I'll tell you right now, I wasn't in a gym pod, you know, earlier this morning, but I was at home on my Peloton and I loved being there in my own private space, not judged, 
um, and yeah. really able to focus on my workout. Very important. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And with the new year approaching, we wanted to talk about alternatives to the typical big box gyms and how to follow through on getting more active. We also want to hear from you. So if you found a place that you love to work out, please share it with us. Our number is 866-915-WBEZ. Our guests are Annie Padrid, who's owner of The Space in Hyde Park, Jake Goldstein, who's co-owner of The Gym Pod in West Loop, and Alex Nasaya Kumi, who is co-owner of Paramount Fitness and Personal Training in Logan Square. Annie, picking up where, where Jake just left off, you know, a common experience I know for women, it's that feeling that they're being objectified at the gym or just even outright just hit on by other gym members. So how do you create that comfortable environment for all your members at your gym? So um, sort of to touch on what Jake was saying um, with respect to the personal trainer, um, we do the exact same thing. So we rent space essentially by the hour, by the person, um, and trainers get to run their own business. I mean, they, they run it under a sort of a, a very loose protocol that I have established based on my experience and what I think works. Um, but but under that, um, you know, you get a trainer that comes and says, hey, I have some clientele and I, I would like to you know bring them into Hyde Park or <clears throat> the south side of Chicago. And how do I do that? And it's just, it's such an important, I mean, it just, it feels to me like when you walk into a gym and you see all of, you know, all of this incredibly big equipment and all of these trainers, you don't want somebody that's going to say to you, so are you interested in, you know, snatching your waistline? Um, and, and you want somebody that, that doesn't say to you, um, you know, did you shop at Lane Bryant this morning, which is actually an experience that I've had, you know, people uh, to, to tell me about. And so ultimately, these trainers, I say to them, one of the things you are never, ever going to be allowed to do is sell what you do to the people that are already in the gym or make comments about bodies. Mm -hmm. It's just not something we do. So it's a, I set very clear expectations when they come into the gym to sort of discuss this, you know, can I rent space from you so that we're all sort of on the same page and, and, and everybody recognizes that. Yeah. Well, uh, Alex, I wonder what it means to you for, for a gym to be inclusive, truly inclusive. Got it. I think uh, I think for us uh, to be truly inclusive, um, we really try to think about everything with the gym going experience, kind of from the moment you walk into the door to how we're designed. So a large percent of our folks aren't like gym rats. They didn't grow up in the gym. They had a horrible experience in the gym in the past. They hated exercise since PE in the fifth grade. So in our design and kind of how we made everything from the music we play to how the, the space is laid out, we try to make it feel more like a bookstore or a coffee shop, places that they're comfortable going, mm -hmm. and it just happens to be gym equipment in there. So that's from the music we play to, the you know, how much light there is coming in the windows to the number of plants there are, um, just making it feel like a slightly more laid-back space where there happens to be exercise equipment is something major we did um, in making it inclusive. Um, for us also um, – you know, whether we're people are coming in to train with us one on one or coming just to use gym equipment, um, something that's important for us is just to make sure all our members are also on the same page. So, kind of having a talk and a conversation when all our members come into the door of, okay, here's the expectations of our gym, here's kind of what's expected of you to respect others, respect the space, and just kind of make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah. And then if they're not comfortable with that, hey, maybe this isn't the place for you. There's plenty of other gyms kind of you can go to down the street. Mm, that's good. And, and Jake, what comes to mind, too, is affordability, right? Because that's a, that's a concern for a lot of people. So how... Uh, how is Jim Pod trying to address that? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, the facts are the facts. On average, folks who have gym memberships 
tend to utilize those gym memberships about one-third of the time, so about 33% of the time. If you're paying for a $200 a month membership, there's plenty and plenty of dollars that you're wasting every single month. So we approach affordability through a consumption model and a transactional approach of pay for what you use, nothing more, nothing less, and offer it at an affordable rate. And, you know, you can't change how often someone uh, – y- y- you can't change people's will. And if someone's going to come to the gym one-third of the time over the month, it uh, they should be paying for just that and that alone. And that's what we provide at the gym pod. There are no contracts. There, there are no, you know, 12-month agreements, nothing like that. You get on the app. You book a session. It's, your, it's entirely your space. And if I can say so myself, we provide, you know, some pretty incredible tech uh, and equipment that is uh, truly unique to the industry. Yeah. Well, Annie, we're, we're just about out of time here, but but leave us with this, because we know a lot of people are soon going to be making those resolutions, as I mentioned, trying to improve their fitness. But we also know that a majority of folks tend to fail to stick to this. So so what have you found in training that, that you think leads folks to success when it comes to improving their health? Uh, find somebody that you like and that you enjoy being with and work out with them. Um, whether it's that you check in with them because they couldn't go with you that day, whether you you send them a message and say, hey, I'm heading to the gym now. Tell me I'm doing a great job. If it's a trainer, um, if, it, if that's within your wheelhouse or if that's something that you want to do, get, get, get with somebody that you really enjoy being with, that you enjoy speaking with because it doesn't – you don't have to like go into the gym and get your, your butt kicked. I mean, yes, some people really love that, myself included, um, and that's wonderful. But really it's about the movement. It's about the functional training. It's about you know, your, 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 your sense of empowerment um, as a human being. Um, and, yeah. and that's, in my opinion, that's sort of my experience has been the absolute best way to kind of stay on track is just get somebody you like and do it with them. That's Annie Padrid, owner and trainer at The Space. We had Jake Goldstein, co-owner of The Gym Pod, and Alex Nsia Kumi, who's co-owner of Paramount Fitness and Personal Training in Logan Square. Thank you all.